Welcome back to GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. Today with me, I have Dr. Good. Dr. Good is a little bit of everything, but most importantly, she is so passionate about her relationship with Christ and God. She also is in the real estate space. She does her ministry, and she also does some other things behind the scenes that she may or may not tell you here on this segment. But without further ado, I want to welcome Dr. Joan to introduce who she is and talk about her background, because as we know, a bio is just a bio, and it only highlights a little bit of what a person does. But I want to welcome Dr. Joan to share more about who she is. Today's topic, we're going to talk about kingdom building personally as well as professionally. Welcome, Dr. Joan. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I look forward to our chat. <laughs> so, Dr. Joan, tell us a little bit more about your background. Um, we know that you are multifaceted and you're multidimensional. So, walk us through your background in a sense from childhood up until where you are now oh okay I, I i'm i'm sure you don't have the time for me to go through all of that but obviously i'll give you a synopsis so um i was born in um kingston jamaica um to a teen mom my mom um got pregnant by a pedophile and um at the age of four years old I was um, transported from where I live to a home in Jamaica for orphans called Maxview Park Children's Home. And I was there for a little while um, uh, being treated as an orphan, even though I had a mother and a father. And um, about three years after that, I was transported to a small uh, countryside in Jamaica where I grew up with my grand aunt, who was a farmer. So she, you know, she raised pigs, uh, you know, uh, cows, every kind of animal you can think of she raised. And she also um, was, she also provided uh, cane to the sugarcane factory and corn and, you know, all kind of different produces. So I was exposed to entrepreneurship really early on in life. And um, uh, uh, shortly after that, I was sent back to where I originally came from, um, from Kingston, because I was unfortunately raped by a, a, an adult, and um, that happened at the age of 11. But because my grandparents at the time were very, very strict uh, Pentecostal Christians, they did not know how to treat the situation. So, you know, after going through bouts of mental illness after that situation, they thought that I was demon possessed and believing that they could not do anything about the situation, they sent me back home. So here I am um, going back to a place that I was not um, accustomed to, did not know my siblings, didn't even know my parents, because once I was dropped off, that was it. And now having to uh, get acclimatized with living in the city. Um, I didn't have a school to go to. Uh, fortunately, I think a year and I was out of school for a year and a half before I actually went to a high school. And um, fast forward, because of all that had happened at the age of 17, I dropped out of high school, uh, got pregnant. And um, that kind of threw a, a, a monkey wrench into the whole thing because just it just added 
you know, made everything a little bit more compound because here I am now I'm pregnant, dropped out of school. I'm kicked out of the house because in the Caribbean, you, you know, as a teen, if you get pregnant, that's just uh, a no, no, it's, it's an embarrassment to the family. So at 17 years old, I was living on the street pregnant and um, that continued for a little while until I was about six months pregnant before, um, you know, a good Samaritan decided to assist me and started to um, pay for me going to the doctor because I didn't see any doctor or anything being pregnant. So again, you know, just to fast track the story, after going through all of that, I ended up um, going back to church and recommitted my life to Christ and um, met and married a minister of the gospel and again found myself in an abusive relationship I'm hoping your I'm hoping your listeners are seeing the trait here. Um, when whenever you don't deal with um, traumas, uh, you relive them and you live them out, and you start looking for saviors in people. You start either looking for saviors or you start looking for projects that you can fix because you are broken. And so this continued for a while until. Um, I decided to leave that marriage after seven years of being abused. And after leaving that marriage, that was when I took the time to really heal, took the time to discover who I really was, took the time um, to, to realize my worth. And after coming into my wholeness, that's when I, you know, life started to change for me. Thank you so much for sharing the context around your your background. And I know we don't we don't have time to unpack it all, but right. I really <laughs> wanted to put it out there because then it kind of, it helps the listeners as well as the viewers get a little bit more insight of who you are, what you came from and where you are now. And what one thing I heard is as you were sharing was that you, even though you faced those trials and tribulations, you did not allow them to break you because you still made it through and you made it through by the grace of God. And you also found yourself by going through the turmoil, because sometimes if we don't go through the turmoil, we won't really appreciate the light at the end of the tunnel. And sometimes people don't really realize their kingdom purpose and why God allows them to go through certain things. But then if we think about the story of Job and we think about Moses, we think about Daniel, we think about, you know, all of the people in the Bible who had to go through things that weren't really, you know, right, or they really didn't agree with it. They came out on the other side, you know, resilient, Mm -hmm. they persevered, they had consistency and different stuff. And when I heard you say um, you came out of abusive relationship for seven years in marriage, all I could hear was what I was taught in the church. Seven was the number of completion. So you Mm -hmm. completed that you know, that relationship, even though it was hard, and even though you may have dealt with certain things, but now you are whole in yourself, you're complete, you are really doing things out there that are building you, um, building your kingdom personally, as well as professionally. So having gone through all of those things, and where you are now, would you say that you believe that God planted those seeds in you and had you go through that for such a time as this? Obviously, of course, of course. Um, You know, if you trace all the patriarchs in the Bible, if you trace every story in the Bible, they all had, if not wayward or jacked up passes, they had some extremely 
difficult stories. And um, I think it's very important for us to understand that great character is built under pressure. Like you really know how strong or how resilient a person is based on the things that they had to endure. And this is not to say that everybody needs a sad story. No, if you don't have a sad story, it doesn't mean that you're not, um, you know, you haven't, you, you haven't been um, processed. It simply means that your journey is different. All of our journeys are different. But yes, I strongly believe that um, had, had, had those situations not happened, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. And I wouldn't be as grateful for life that I am today as well. You know, you really don't understand good health until you really become sick to the point where you feel like, okay, I'm not going to make it. You know, you, you'll, you'll understand what good health is, but until you go through about of something you don't understand how to appreciate health and so sometimes God brings us through things so that we can appreciate who we are and who he is and who the people are that he has called us to so it was really really a part of God's doing and I'm, I'm glad that you know I went through that and I was processed through the whole thing. Thank you for sharing that, Dr. Joan, because it reminded me of the pruning process. Sometimes we have to go through the pruning process and we have to be pricked and we have to go through the hurt. We have to go mm. through the, the tears. We have to go through the anger, the why God and stuff like that for us to really be be brought down and hit that rock bottom, humble thyself and really listen to what he's trying to say. Because sometimes when we're up on the mountaintop, we're not trying to hear God. We're not trying to look for God, but it's whenever he's like, okay, I could show you better than I could tell you. So what advice would you give to a young woman or young man out there who is trying to find their rightful place in their kingdom as well as God's kingdom? Because at the end of the day, we're nothing without God. So I rather have that vertical relationship right versus the horizontal. Because Mm -hmm. if the vertical is right, then he will align the horizontal. And the horizontal for you listeners is the relationship relationship with men and women that are out here in the natural but if you don't have your spiritual grounding and if you're Mm -hmm. not steadfast and if you're not rooted in the word of God and you're not rooted in Christ and who he is then you're easily going to be able to be swayed from the left to the right Mm -hmm. and we're going to be all over the place because we're losing our focus and our vantage point right 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 uh yeah that's uh, that's such a poignant um point i would say um to add to what you've said i would say that it's very important to understand your purpose and why it is that god created you you have to understand that you were created for purpose on purpose for a purpose and just like how everyone knows the purpose of a phone like nobody I mean, takes their remote and try to make a call on that um, remote because the remote was not made for that purpose. Um, when you don't know who you are, then you, you, you yourself abuse you. You know, it's not just that people abuse you, you abuse you when you don't know who you are or for what purpose and time that you were created. And so it's very important that we understand these things before we even talk about creating a kingdom or before we even understand, um, before we even start, start talking about going out there and, you know, 
wanting to create things and do things because you will, there's a, there's a statement that says, um, one of the worst things to do is to climb the ladder. You know, we always talk about the ladder of success only to get to the top, to realize that the ladder is leaned against the wrong wall. You waste your time when you don't understand purpose. And that is so, so, so important. And when I mention purpose, I'm not talking about just knowing why you were born, because sometimes we confuse our human purpose um, with our with our heavenly purpose. And we have to know that there is a difference. There is a difference. You know, when we talk about God gives us the desires of our hearts. The desires of our hearts have to match with his desires. And if they don't, then the enemy will come in and present something to you that looks exactly like what you're praying for. This is why sometimes, uh, um, you know, you'll hear somebody say, oh, I was praying for this. And here is a word of confirmation. We have to be so careful because the, the enemy also knows what's in our heart. So when you go seeking outside of his will, you will find that which you're seeking. So we have to know the difference with purpose. We have to know, we have to understand what God is looking for from us and not just our desires and what we want to do. When you understand that, then nothing will shift you. Nothing will take you off course. No misinformation, no fear mongering. Nothing will take you off course because you know exactly the plan of action. And you are so in sync with God that even when the enemy comes in with a decoy, you can know the real from the fake. Ooh, now this is a word. This is now we're eating some meat, some potatoes, some caviar here, Dr. Jones. So let's talk about knowing who the counterfeit is and knowing who the serpent is and how the serpent comes in to steal, kill, and destroy. But let's talk about how you mentioned there's a difference between the earthly purpose and God's mm-hmm. purpose, because you know what, for a while, I didn't really see it from that vantage point. But now that you unpacked it, I'm here mm-hmm. riding with you on that, because now, as you said it, I was like, you know what, that is so true, because in the natural, we go want certain things, but what we want <laughs> may not be what God wants us to have or it's not necessarily our need that is tied to the purpose which is tied to the destiny assignment and calling that he's trying to birth in and through us so walk Mm -hmm. us through the way that you differentiate it and how you teach it awesome great question now okay so for example when people talk about purpose they're always thinking about okay what can i do you know what do i do well and so what they do sometimes is they void anything that does not look like something they do well give you a perfect example some people believe that trauma came because God is evil or because somebody's after them. And so they don't see that they can take trauma and monetize trauma. They don't see that trauma can be used as a blessing. Think about Joseph. If you think about the life of Joseph and you think about that thing really, really good, you'll realize that there is a blessing in trauma. So I had two things I could do. I could have gone two ways, right? Either I was going to go, woe is me. Why did this have to happen to me and not other people? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Right? You could either go that round or you can realize that if trauma, if if you're a disciple of Christ and trauma comes into your life, it came to give God glory. 
right? And so I had to step back, one, not just to go through the healing process, but I had to step back to ask myself, what was the purpose of this trauma? How can I build on this trauma? How can I also help someone to avoid this kind of trauma, right? So when you understand purpose, you don't only look at the good parts of what's happening. You sit yourself down and you look at the trauma. Why did it come? What was the purpose of it? Not just that, but what can I do with it? And so you'll find that some people will say, I don't have a gift. You know, I, again, I've always maintained your gift is in three places, your head, your hand, or your heart. Your head is ideas, uh, things, knowledge that you have, wisdom. Your hand is what you do well. Your heart are those heart issues, the traumas, the different things that you've gone through. Okay, you've gone through a divorce. It's not the end of the world. How can you take that thing and build on that thing and make a seven-figure business? You know what I'm saying? So that's what I mean when I talk about uh, purpose. You don't, sometimes people don't see purpose in something that's traumatic, but there is purpose in everything because if, if God allowed it to happen, he allowed it for a reason. So from heaven's perspective, the, the, the purpose in trauma is not just to grow us up, to strengthen us, to fortify us, but it's so that we can take that thing and turn it around to help others. Maybe even the people who hurt you. Again, look at the life of Joseph and you'll have a perfect example of how heaven's purpose is always different from our purpose. Wow, that is so profound. So like if I were to ask myself and do your exercise on me, okay, mm -hmm. losing my dad nine mm -hmm. months ago on November 25th, 2020, mm -hmm in the height of a pandemic, one mm -hmm. day before Thanksgiving, before Christmas holiday. Now, fast forwarding to today, August mm -hmm. 30th, losing my grandmother yesterday, August 29th, mm -hmm. after losing my dad nine months ago. Some people could say, oh, wow, you've went through a lot. But then mm -hmm. what have I learned? That the Lord, he gives it and he takes it away. When someone's purpose is complete, he calls them home. Their body is gone, but their soul lives on. But now they're in the kingdom ram doing his work where they're coming to help other people. They may not come in the natural form, but they're coming in the spiritual form. What did I learn? I went through the grief process. I had to go through the grief process so I could help somebody else who may have lost a father or a mother or a grandmother. So had I not lost my my dad and my grandmother, yes, it sucks. Yes, I want them here, but I have I have to realize that I have to remove the selfishness and be selfless mm -hmm. because God gave them to me. And I'm so thankful that I had 29 years of my life with my dad. Mm -hmm. Yes, it sucks that he missed my 30th birthday on August 12th, but let me think about all the memories that I had. Let me see how can I flip the script? How can I change my perspective? Is this correct, Dr. Dr. You Gittes? are very correct. You are very correct. That's how you have to look at it. Because again, and you mentioned a very key word that we don't mention sometimes when you said, let me stop being selfish. God has given all of us a set time to live, right? Set amount of years. This is why you cannot allow your time to go by and not use it wisely. This is why you can't allow offense 
to keep you in and fence out other people. You have to ensure that you're living life every day to the fullest as if it's your last, because everything has an expiration date, everything. And so every other species understand that except humans. We are the only ones that don't want people to go. We are the only ones who want to go to heaven, but don't want to die. The only way you're going to go is if you die, okay? You, you, you have to die to transition to where you're supposed to be. The Bible does talk about a few who will be left here, you know, uh, for the end. But most of us, will, that's how we transition. It's a part of life. Yes, it's sad. But when you live a full life with your loved ones, you will celebrate their legacy as opposed to mourning their life. I like that because... I've learned in this season, like, you know, I do go through the mourning and the crying, but crying mm -hmm. is not going to bring my dad back. But why do I cry? Because I'm a human being yeah. and it's cleansing. These tears are cleansing and I'd rather get it out versus keeping them in and being mm -hmm. a robot because God didn't create me to be a robot. That's he made right. me to, you know, have feelings just like when he walked this earth, he had feelings. Whenever he went through the crucifixion, he cried, he had pain because he was then taken on the body of a human being. So if God went through that, what more can we go through as a human being? But we have to remember that we can't be stuck there. And that's why I really like the way that you explained it, Dr. Joan, because you explained it from a different vantage point and a different mm -hmm. perspective. So it also made me think about when we go to the optometrist, right? And ride with me here. And they're putting on the lens and they're like, tell me which one is better, one or two, mm -hmm. two or one, one. because they want to see how clear your vision is to make mm -hmm. sure that you could see certain things. Because if mm -hmm. your vision is obscured, you're not going to see what you're meant to see. So it's almost like I wear glasses. I don't have 20-20 vision. So if I take my glasses off, I see that's Dr. Good, but I can't see all of her um, physical features. But when I put on back the lenses, it gives me a new perspective where I can make out everything. And you know what? A great point again about perspective. One of the one of the strategies I use when I'm teaching perspective is I'll have um, two people to stand in a room, right, at different vantage points, or I'll put a card up, right. And if someone is sitting in front of the card, I'll ask them to read what they have, and then I'll ask the person on the other side to read what they have. Same room, same situation, same card but they have different vantage points. So it doesn't mean that one vantage point is wrong. It just means that where you are sitting, where you are looking from, where you are at the time, this is your view. And so it doesn't mean that one is right or wrong. It just means that each of us have different vantage points. Each of us will have different experiences. Each of us will mourn differently. Each of us will, will be at different parts in our walk. But at the same time, what we're seeing and what we're in is purpose. It's we're on one journey. And this is why we have to be as gracious and as forgiving as we can, because everybody's journey is at a different time and space. The good thing about God is that he didn't create us for time. He created us for eternity. And so we get stuck in time and we see things in time, but he's, he's a God of e eternity. So in other words, when situations happen, we are seeing it on the axis that it's spinning. He's seeing it at the end. So he knows all. 
This is why he's omni, omni, um, uh, all-knowing, omnipresent, omniscient. He sees all, he knows all, but because we, we haven't gotten there yet, this is why we get stuck in the middle asking why me, why, why, why? But if you had that vantage point that he had, you know, he has, then you would be at peace wherever you are in the journey because you know that in the end you win. It's a fixed fight, you win. I love that. And as we begin to wind out, because I want to be respectful of your time, Dr. Good. So let's talk about (laughs) the Kronos and the Kairos, because it's two different, because Kronos is the chronological timing Uh for you listeners. The Kairos is God's timing. That's the Uh supernatural timing. And I want Dr. Good to tie that in to kingdom building professionally, as well as personally, because we have to know what time we're operating in and how Uh that is applying to our personal kingdom building, because we're going to build our kingdom personally as well as professionally but it has to align with the will of God so since you're more vast in this area than I am I want you to talk about that okay great so I'll use two examples to bring um, these points out I'll first use the example of um, the tower of Babel some call it Babel when um, the the children of Israel, they were building this tower, this building, this great edifice, and they were so wise, but they were doing it unto themselves. And God said, "I listen, I need to con- confound them because if they continue to do this, then what's going to happen is that they'll take the glory, they'll give the glory to false gods. So he had to demolish it and had to bring confusion in their midst, right? If you think about that, it speaks to when we are building kingdoms, when we are garnering things, when we're going after our passions and our dreams. We have to remember that at the end of the day, if God is not in it, he will destroy it. If he's not in it, he'll destroy it. And when God destroys it, it's not the enemy that stole anything from you. God is sending you a message. And so he will confuse the work of your hand. He definitely will. We've seen this in scripture. But if you walk over to the New Testament, you will see, we'll meet in Mark, a young man that he's called a rich young ruler. He had wealth. He had so many things. And Jesus said to him, he asked Jesus, what should I do? How can I follow you? Jesus said, give all you have to the poor and come follow me. And he could not do that. He could not part with his earthly uh, um, uh, materialistic things that he had, even though he had wealth. And, you know, he 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 did follow all the laws and, and the real the, the, um, ritualistic things of the time. But he could not part with the things that he has. What am I saying? At the end of the day, everything that you accumulate, everything that you do at the end of the day, we have to remember two things. It's always about the people. And it's always about God. If you, if you treat people, if you serve people, if you, if you do people like God has called us to, money will follow you. You don't have to chase money. Money will chase you when you position things properly. You should be able to position them in such a way where if God says, leave that and come follow me like he did with all of the disciples. Luke was a doctor. You had Matthew who was a tax collector. I mean, you had, you had professionals. I don't, I don't, I don't think people think about the fact that the disciples were professionals. They all were entrepreneurs. 
and they left what they had to follow Christ, right? For three years, they understudied Christ. Um, if God should say to you now, leave what it is that you're doing, would you be like that rich, rich young ruler? Or would you be able to say, let me lay this down and follow you, knowing that at the end of the day, as the scripture says, he will give you a, he will give you a, a bigger family. He will give you a greater, whether it's here on earth or in the kingdom. At the end of the day, we have to trust God's word. So back to timing, if you're building and it's outside of God's timing, your reward will be here on earth. You will not get a reward in heaven. And too many of us are building to hear well done here. We're building to get the applause of people. We're building to get likes and loves, but we're not building eternally. How do you build eternally? You deposit in people. You make sure that you deposit in people because people are our greatest legacy. It's not the money that you're gonna leave. It's not the house. People are the greatest legacy that you'll have. When people can speak highly of you, when people can say, because I came in contact with her, my life changed, my life was transformed. That's your greatest legacy. If you look in Proverbs, it says, uh, when it talks about the, the, the Proverbs 31 woman, this was um, David's mother um, um, telling her son what to look for in a wife. If you look at the characteristics, Listen, her husband spoke highly of her. Her children spoke highly of her. Those in the community spoke highly of her. So you have to realize that your greatest asset, your greatest legacy will be how you treat people. And that's when you know that you're building in the right season, in the right time, and not building something off your own where God can literally confuse it. God will confuse anything that will not give him glory, that does not serve his purpose. But if it serves your purpose only, he's a God of grace. He'll give you time to get it right. But if you don't listen, he's a God of judge who judges too. We like to talk about, you know, the God of love. He's a, he's a lion, he's a lamb. So we have to understand that he's also a judge. Wow, that is so profound. And thank you so much for elaborating on that because there was so much to unpack there. And it really resonated because I heard seed time and I heard harvest mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. I heard, you know, the Kairos and I heard the Kronos. I heard heed the word of God. I heard direction. I heard purpose. And I heard without being in alignment with God and his will, then things will not go according to how we plan. And mm -hmm. if they go according to how we plan, we're only going to reap the benefits here in the earthly realm versus in the spiritual realm, which is when God calls us home and to kingdom. Because if we are obedient to him and his will, he is going to be sovereign to us. But when we're disobedient, that's when God takes us around the mountain until we get it right. Mm -hmm. And then he will unlock the keys to our destiny assignment and calling. But everything in life happens for a reason. And there is consequential order that needs to be followed, just like there's protocol. So if you follow protocol for work, you follow protocol for your family, your, your husband, you, why can't you follow protocol for God who Amen. knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb? Amen. So Dr. Joan, tell the listeners as well as the viewers how they could connect with you. And I want you to leave them with a gem because you know the mission behind the podcast is to educate, inspire, and motivate. So plant those, plant that seed. 
<laughs> All right. So I would love for you guys to follow me on Instagram at Joan Wright Good. That's J-O-A-N-W-R-I-G-H-T-G-O-O-D. I'm Joan Wright Good on um, LinkedIn. On Facebook, it's Dr. Joan Wright Good, D-R. Joan Wright Good. Um, and I think that's it. My website is Joan Wright Good uh, as well. As you can see, I'm in branding, so you have to keep it. <laughs> uh, you have to keep the sequence going. You have to make sure that you have brand omnipresence whenever you are in branding. So we didn't get to touch a lot on business today, but I would say that the, the, the two things that I'd like to leave your listeners with is to make sure that we put God first. Put God first, seek him first and his kingdom. And it's not all things. The Bible says what you need will come to you. Seek him first. That's the first thing that we have to do. The next thing that I want to impart is make sure that you are, you are depositing in people. Um, Genesis just said seed time and harvest time. I want to kind of um, fix that. It's seed time, harvest. A lot of people, they jump over time. It's seed. You have your seed. You plant the seed. It needs time before it can, can become a harvest. Too many times you want to jump over time and just go straight to harvest, and it does not work like that. We have to also be careful to guard our hearts in this time that we're in. It's a very crucial time in history with everything that's happening with COVID and, um, you know, the, the enemy's playing on the heartstrings of people, um, and he's bringing in something that a lot of people have not realized. He's bringing in division. A few months ago, it was blacks against white. It was police against us. It was um, then it was it was uh, you know those who got COVID, those who didn't. Now it's, it's the vaccine, the unvaccinated. It's always something that comes in to divide. Be at peace. Live at peace with all men. And as much as you can, as the Bible said, live at peace with all men. Make sure that you are living in purpose, on purpose, for a purpose, and make sure you're leaving a legacy behind. Follow me on social media and you'll get lots and lots and lots more gems, whether it is with growing your business, starting your business, publishing your book, or even a, a word in season. You'll get that from me. And I really, really appreciate you for having me tonight. I'm a little bit tired. I hope you uh, need to put that disclaimer out there. I haven't slept in 24 hours, but um, hopefully I'll be back uh, another time when, you know, I'm all sprucey and can give some more nuggets to your listeners. And again, I'm really sorry to hear about the passing of your grandma. You know, if there's anything you need, any prayer, anything that you need, just let me know. Thank you so much, Dr. Good. And thank you for the correction because yes, um, the time part is so is so key. So I want to thank you for um, relaying that because I definitely did not want to skip over that. And I really want to thank you just for spending time here and just having grace and mercy on yourself because I know not having sleep can definitely <laughs> not be good. But for you yeah. listeners and viewers, definitely go connect with Dr. Joan Good on all her social media platforms. All of her contact information will be in the show notes. So make sure you tap in there. And as you know, how we close it out, we always say peace, love, and lots of blessings. Make sure you follow us on the YouTube channel, as well as connect with us on all major podcasting platforms. Have a blessed and prosperous evening.